COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. All right, so no intro. So the crux of this episode is, are scandals good for legalization? Are they good for legalization? That's a, that's a question. Um, that's a valid question because Cuomo had his whole um, nursing home scandal where, where I believe 10,000 or more people died because he, he, put, he, he um, pushed people towards nursing home during the peak of COVID in 2020 and several thousand people died, more than, more, way more than 9-11 which is a true story. And then earlier this year and in, in the last couple of weeks, we've been finding out that Cuomo has a uh, sexual harassment scandal that he's been abusing women, allegedly. So 
And and, the, and then there was a picture of him, of him a couple of weeks ago where he had like a like a blanket over him and he was walking around the governor's mansion. Like I don't know if he's calling his mom or is like like aunt or grandparent or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if he's just calling them for advice or calling his wife and being like, oh man, I might have to resign. But he looked he looked like he was freaking the f out. So and and earlier earlier this year, according to marijuana movement, the great marijuana movement. Earlier this year, it was reported that the that the legislative leaders were getting in shouting matches with Cuomo over certain provisions of legalization. Um, from what I've been reading from my sources, they're, they're, they were clashing over home grow. Like he was he was so adamant against home growing. He was so um, and again, he's he's very like corporate aligned and sort of. He's very sort of corporate aligned and like sort of like old school in some ways. And he was he had to be moved left on, on cannabis. And he was favoring these multi-state operators, all these multi-state medical companies, just favoring these big cannabis companies. And er and a couple of years ago, and we talked about this story, I believe, he got he got like a letter from all the medical companies, all the medical cannabis companies, all the mega millionaire companies or whatever the me- medical cannabis companies are multi-state cannabis um, operation they're not craft cannabis they're not you know your average Jane or your average joe doing it it's these multi-millionaires charging an arm and a leg for for processed flour i mean for processed cannabis so again cuomo was so conservative when he signed the medical law in the 2010s that he didn't even allow whole flour he was he was against people smoking it and we've covered this on our podcast I'm going to include that episode where we talked, where I was, I, I went to the Boston CWCB, CBE, which is a cannabis conference. They do it every year. And I, I go, I've been going since 2017. And I believe when I went in, I want to say either 2018 or 2019, when I went in one of those years, there was, there were panelists talking about medic, there were panelists from New York, New York city slash New York state, um, talking about cannabis and, you know, I, at the end of that conference, at the end of that panel, I asked the panelists, and we have it. I got the receipts. I asked the panelists why, why like New York State is so against um, whole flour, and they and and one of the women said that one of the women panelists, she was like, "Oh, it's because he does not like people smoking, or, or or he does not like whole flour people smoking it. He's very against it. He thinks it's unhealthy or whatever. You know, he has he had personal hangups against it, and that's why." Um, that's why there was not, um, whole flour in the medical program. That's why, that's why I had to take to this adult use passing and him moving left on the issue for him to put whole flour. But again, I mean, he's had all these scandals and previously he's had a very, very checkered and terrible record on the issue. And, and now because he had these scandals and because he's getting pressure to reside and he's, he's getting his ratings are tanking. He's, he's needing to do stuff to save his political career. And he moved left on homegrown. Marta, the, the Marta law that the Senate leader and the House, and excuse me, the Assembly leader, because they have an Assembly and a Senate in New York, they both wanted homegrown. They both wanted expungement. They both wanted um, craft cannabis or small, small growers and small business people to have a chance. They wanted to make it like user. They wanted to make it, friendly to people that love the plant and people that love people that use the plant. They had very, very, very good intentions as, as squares. They don't really use it as 
uh, according to because I, I watched a little bit of like the um I watched a little bit of like the 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 debates and the votes um in on on Wednesday. I watched a little yeah, what what day is it? Let me let me double check. Okay. So I watched a little bit of it on Tuesday when they were debating it because it, it's it got signed on Wednesday yesterday. But but like I believe the and I, I read some articles too. Like I believe the Senate leader was saying, Oh, that I tried it when I was a teenager. I tried it a couple of times, didn't like it. And then I I I watched a little bit of when I watched a little bit of the assembly one because the assembly um votes and hearings for the full vote. Um, that happened after the Senate passed it. So the assembly leader was saying that, oh, I don't, I don't, I'm not endorsing people using it, but I think we're, we're doing a lot of social injustice, keeping it illegal. She gets it. She loves, I mean, even though she does not use the plan, even though both those leaders don't use the plan, both the Senate leader and the house lead and the, excuse me, Senate leader. I mean, I mean, so both the Senate and the assembly leader, cause they have a Senate and an assembly, both of them don't don't really use or like the plan, but they know that the voters want this. They know that they see the, where the wind is blowing again. I mean, I'm, I'm not a purist by any stretch. Like if a politician, even if they don't personally like something, if they do the right thing, I'm going to give them credit. They're doing the exact right thing. They're doing what the voters want them to do to almost to the letter. Almost. It's, it's a very, very good bill that just passed. So I'll give someone credit if they put aside their personal bias and do what their voters want and Cuomo, because he was facing all these scandals did what the voters wanted and did what the legislator wanted. He had a, he, he had a fallback and Virginia, again, Virginia, they're going to pass in, they're going to pass legalization. It already passed both the Senate and the house. But right now, the main thing they're, they're squabbling over is when it's going to start. Is it going to go into effect 2024 or 2021? But recently, the 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 House of Delegates in in Virginia and their Senate they want they want to push it to 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 start by summer of this year. So they have to amend it by the I believe the April seventh deadline, the April seventh legislative deadline. They have to um, the so the delegates in the Senate have to amend it to push it so it so it's so it goes into effect this summer instead of twenty twenty four. They have to do that. And Northam is in favor of that because prior to that, all of them just wanted it to go in. They wanted to legalize it, but they didn't, they didn't want it to go into effect for another three years. But now, now, because again, I mean, Northam, a couple of years ago, he had a, he had a scandal of his own too, a really, really big scandal um, when he was in college or when he was in like med school or something like that. There was like a yearbook photo of, of him. And in the, in that yearbook photo, there was a couple of them there's one of there's one of them where you know they just he, he was like with like a like a like an old school sort of sports car or whatever it's sort of like he's sort of like bragging look at my sports car i'm a med school student with a sports car look at me and then the other the other picture i remember um the other picture i'm trying to think yeah so yeah so the so the picture that was of the biggest concern was him like was him there was two people in the picture. There was someone in a clan robe, a KKK clan robe, and then there was a person with in blackface in in his in his personal yearbook photo. And that 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 um that scandal um was uncovered and it was it was big news a couple of years ago for those not familiar. 
And there's talks of him having to resign. There are talks of him having to step down. But um, he didn't step down. And again, he's like a, he's a lame duck because in Virginia, you can't run for two consecutive terms. So after after um, yeah, so after the ending of this year in November, they're gonna have another election. Like he can, like someone else can take over, and then he can run again in four years. You just can't do two consecutive terms in Virginia. But but he's not running for a second term anytime soon. Someone else is going to replace him in after after the November elections and in January or whatever. Someone else is going to replace him. So again, he's kind of a lame duck right now. He has a scandal. He has a blackface slash clan rope scandal. So he has bad press. So he has to do things so he looks good again. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, because when he ran, he said he only wanted decrim. He only wanted to decriminalize and maybe clear some records. But I, I know for sure he said he only wanted to decriminalize. And he, guess what? I mean, he moved left because now there's a legalization bill and he's signing it. And he's asking and, and all the three branches are saying, hey, let's 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 have this go into effect summer I believe July of, of this year. Let's have this go into effect July of this year instead of 2024. So they're going to be the first Southern state to legalize. So they're going to be the dispensary of North Carolina and South Carolina and those other surrounding states, West Virginia. They're going to be the, they're going to have to be the dispensary of those states because um, some of them either don't have medical or their medical is pretty restrictive. So a lot of people are going to be going into Virginia to to get over the counter medicine. It's just it, it, you can't stop it. I'm sorry. All these people are like, oh, that's illegal. You can't do that. But you can't you can't hold a gun to people's head and stop them from doing it. They're going to do it. And I live in I live in legal Massachusetts, and the dispensaries that border New Hampshire. There are a lot of New Hampshire plates, and I've read stories, and we've read stories in this podcast where. I believe in one dispensary, they saw license plates from every single state but North Dakota. All four, they saw license plates from 49 states. You were having people driving all over the country to come to Massachusetts and get weed. It's true. And, in, and, and because New York, like I just said, like I said earlier, they have a very, very restrictive program. So you're having people from New York drive into Massachusetts for recreational. That's, that's a frequent occurrence. And I've, I've been talking with friends of the show about it, but again, both of those, both of those people have major scandals and they, they were very tepid on cannabis or legalizing it for all adults. The scandals happened. A lot of other States legalized. They got, and, and, and the, and the grassroots like you and me and, and everyone that listens to this podcast. And I love all my listeners. I love, I love my ride or die Virginia listeners. I, I see, I see what's going on and I, I, I love all of you. It's not being unseen. I, I see everything, man. But again, I mean, they were moved left on this issue. They were, both of them were very, very bad and tepid and reefer madness. Well, because of us activists, because of us in the grassroots, because of us um, citizens writing to these politicians and voting out the fossils, we got all this done. We got all this done. And the scandals were like the tipping point that made that forced their hand into doing this. So our scandal's good. I'm, I mean, so far we're two for two. Um, the, I mean, the Delaware governor. All right. Before I, I, I end this episode, I'm going to read one article. So bear with me one sec. I'm going to fetch it okay so let's read this article all right but one more thing i want to do um i'm not reading this because again anyone who's been following this podcast for a 
longer period of time knows my policy. I don't, I'm not going to talk about things that have no chance of passing. So if there's one chamber that's not going, that's not going to advance a bill out of committee, or if there's a governor that's against it, I'm not going to spend a lot of time covering it. That's what I, that, that's been my policy for the entire three years I've done this. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to highlight that this bill is going to clear a house committee. But again, the governor, Governor Carney, he's against legalization. So I'm just going to read this passage where he says that he's against it. So again, you can't, you can't get something done without all three branches agreeing. Like, uh, so again, John Carney, he's against legalization. So even the, even if it passes both chambers, he can veto it. And we don't know, if, um, and I don't know Delaware's legislature to the extent that I, to the extent that I know that there's enough votes for it to pass in either chamber. And I don't know, I don't know how many fossils are there in Delaware. Um, I really don't. Um, there were the two Delaware senators earlier, the U.S. senators from Delaware that vetoed the fifteen dollar that voted against fifteen dollar minimum wage. So I'm I'm guessing there are a lot of fossils in Delaware. So again, I'm just going to highlight this article, read it, and then we're going to go to the main article that we need to discuss. Okay, so while the proposal has significant support among Democratic lawmakers, Democratic Governor John Carney has expressed concerns about legalization. Quote, the governor's position hasn't changed. Carney spokesman John Starkey said in an email Wednesday, he supported decriminalization and an expansion of Delaware's medical marijuana program, but he still has concerns about legalizing recreational marijuana. Carney has not said, however, whether he would veto the legislation if it reaches his desk. So again, I again, um, so he's probably a new on this right now. He's likely a new on this based on what we read. So again, I'm not reading this whole article because he's he's against it. So there's so and there's probably a lot of fossils in both chambers of their legislature that are not going to they're not going to bring this to a full vote. So again, I'm not. I don't want to, I'm not going to read and really cheerlead for something that has no shot. But again, this, this same governor that's against legalization, he had a, he had a scandal last year. So let's read about it. Delaware last year pardoned one of the men charged in the plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Delaware Governor John Carney last year signed off on the pardon for Barry Gordon Croft Jr., 44 of Bear, Delaware, who has who was arrested and then charged Wednesday in federal court in Michigan with conspiring to kidnap Whitner, Whitmer. Croft was pardoned for charges dating back to the mid-90s, including possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony, assault and burglary, according to a copy of his pardon papers. The Wilmington, Delaware News Journal first reported on the news. Croft was convicted on charges of conspiracy, receiving stolen property and disorderly conduct, according to the pardon document. Croft remained in federal custody in Delaware, or Croft, excuse me, Croft remained in federal custody Friday in Delaware, according to the U.S. Marshal Service. His next court date hearing regarding his removal to Michigan is set for Tuesday. The Delaware Board of Pardons had recommended that Croft receive a pardon after he appeared before the board in December 2018. This guy should not have been pardoned in my estimation. Croft remained in federal custody Friday in Delaware, according to the U.S. Marshals Service. His next court hearing regarding his removal to Michigan is set Tuesday. 
Delaware Board of Pardon had recommended that Croft receive a pardon after he appeared before the board in December 2018. Carney, a Democrat and former congressman, signed the pardon papers on April 4, 2019. Further information on Croft's appearance before the Board of Pardons was not immediately available because the board does not keep transcripts of its meetings. And, yeah, if this was a black person, they would keep transcripts, in my opinion, but I digress does not keep transcripts of its meetings and under state law is exempt from having to publish minutes, a staffer said Friday. So we have all these technicalities for, for, for white dudes. But anyway, Carney's office, I don't, let me read this again. All right. So Carney's office on Friday noted that the charges in question were from 94 to 97 and that the pardon was not opposed by the Delaware Department of Justice. The charges brought in Michigan are disturbing, and everyone charged in this plot should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, Kearney spokesman John Starkley said. This is also a quote, this is also another warning sign about the growing threat of violence and radicalization in our politics. End quote. A prior administration did not oppose Croft's pardon application because his criminal history was more than 20 years old, and it appeared to everyone involved that his offenses were in the past and that he had gotten himself on the right track. Yeah, this is white guy stuff. If this was a black person that did all those things, they'd be deemed criminals forever and they would not, not they would not flip and get pardons like this. And that's that's the truth. Another administration. Okay, so I already read that. Needless to say, nobody, neither the DOJ nor the bipartisan board of pardons, would have endorsed a pardon had they known what the future held, Marshall said. But cross actions are horrific and another reminder about the rising tide of political violence by so-called militias and the Boogaloo Boys, the Proud Boys and other extremist groups. We hope and expect that Croft and his conspirators will be prosecuted fully. Croft was among six men charged by the federal officials who alleged he was part of a thwarted plot to violently overthrow the government, as well as kidnap, kidnap and harm Whitmer. Federal documents filed in court Thursday alleged that his conspiracies twice conducted surveillance at Wimmer's personal vacation home in northern Michigan and discussed kidnapping her to secure a location in Wisconsin to stand trial for treason prior to the November 3rd election. Earlier this year, Croft and Adam Fox, who were charged in the kidnapping plot, were identified by federal authorities as individuals who allegedly agreed to unite with others in their cause to take violent action against multiple state governments that they believe are violating the U.S. Constitution. The pair met with others in Dublin, Ohio on June 6 and talked about creating a society that followed the U.S. Bill of Rights according to the federal affidavit. Croft and Fox allegedly discussed detonating explosive devices to divert police from the area of Whitmer's vacation home. As part of the training for the operation, Croft built an improvised explosive device wrapped in... Sharpnel, which they set off in a clearing surrounding by human silhouette targets to test its capabilities, the affidavit, the affidavit says. If convicted, Croft faces up to life in prison on the conspiracy to kidnap charges related to Whitmer, prosecutors said. Separate from the federal charges, Michigan Attorney General Dana Nasal or Nezel, let me let me say that probably, Nezel on Thursday charged several men linked to the militia group Wolverine Washman with terrorism and other felony charges. 
They are alleged to have targeted law enforcement officers at their homes, make arrests of violence to instigate a civil war leading to societal collapse and engage in the planning and training for an operation to attack the state capitol building and kidnap government officials, including Whitmer, according to Nezel's office. The individuals include Paul Beller, 21, of Milford, John Fix, 38, of Belleville, Eric Multiller, 36, of Cadillac, Michigan, oh, excuse me, Cadillac, Michigan, I believe. So Michael Null, 38, of, of Plainwell, William Null, 38, of Shelbyville, Pete Musico, 42, and Joseph Morrison, 26, who lived together in Murith. Six of the seven men had been arraigned as of Friday, and the seventh, Beller, awaits extradition charges to Michigan, awaits extradition to Michigan from Columbia, South Carolina, where he was arrested Wednesday. Nezel's office is working to extradite Beller to Michigan for arraignment on charges in Jackson County, but no court days have been set. End of article. So yeah, this is a pretty big scandal. Or it should be a lot bigger than it is if, if these alleged things are true. Um, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're two for two now with, 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 with these governors with scandals. Can, what can, we're two for three right now. Can we, can, we get, can we knock this other domino down? Can we do that? Can we knock the other domino down? Can we get, can we get this fossil that's Governor John Carney that pardoned a guy that, that allegedly tried to stage an insurrection? I'm saying allegedly. I mean, we have to, everything has to flipping play out, of course. But he, he pardoned him. That's, that's pretty bad. <laughs> I think that's I think that's almost as big of a scandal as the other two governors that legal that, that are about that that would one that has legalized and one that's going to two of them two of them had to two of them had to legalize two of them had to had to get some positive publicity. Will Cardi need to get pub positive publicity right now? I don't know. I don't live in Delaware, but um, I figured this would be a good brainstorming session to do. As always, it can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You can find me on Instagram at underscore I am Cannabis Sativa. You can find me on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. And if you want to kick this podcast a few bucks a month, you can do that. Um, joining at our $1 tier gets you exclusive episodes. It gets you ad, several ad-free episodes. It gets you early releases. At $5 and above, you get access to over 500 over 500 past episodes. Um, we already have the first 300, the first 300 that we've done available for the $5 and above tier. Plus, um, plus the recent ones we've done in, in the last, um, year. So those are a couple, those are, those are well over several hundred for the $5 and above tier, but at $1, you still get a lot and you can, you can do this by going, you can join and become a Patreon by going to bit.ly slash 2NJMSHN. Again, that is bit.ly slash 2NJMSHN. And is that, and as always, everyone stay medicated, my friends, peace out and ciao. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https 
colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.